0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Teach Me to Code podcast. This is your host, Charles Maxwood, and uh, this week I'm going to be talking to Evan Light and jo- and Jorge Diaz. Um, I kept hesitating on his name because I have a friend named George that spells it the same way, J-O-R-G-E. Anyway, um... There were a few other guys that were going to join us, but uh, for some reason they weren't able to make it, so uh, we just talked, the three of us, but it was still a really interesting conversation about testing and what makes good tests and, and what, what's involved in acceptance testing. And so uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and and let the, these guys take off with it. But before I do that, I do have a few announcements. Um, first off, I have opened up registration for a beginning Ruby on Rails course. So if you're looking to learn Ruby on Rails, then um, I would go sign up now. There are early bird tickets available through the end of the month. And then the price goes up um, from $399 to $449. So if you are interested in learning Ruby on Rails, then that is a terrific way to go. And um, anyway, that's kind of the sponsor this time. So um, that's about all I have. I will uh, go ahead and turn it over to the conversation we had. And... uh, We'll, we'll pick you up on the other side. Thanks. Hey, everybody. This is Charles Maxwood with Teach Me to Code. And uh, this week I'm talking to Evan Light. And uh, is it is it Jorge?
1: Yeah, Jorge Diaz.
0: Jorge Diaz. Um, yes. Evan is the guy behind Cuda, which is an acceptance testing library. And Jorge is behind Filet, which is a, uh, kind of a newer Uh, acceptance testing library. So uh, we'll go ahead and let Evan introduce himself, and then we'll uh, ask Jorge to introduce himself.
2: Well, G. Chuck, I don't really know what else to say other than in the context of this discussion, uh, hi, I wrote CUDA. (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote CUDA because I don't really... I I like a lot of the ideas that are in Cucumber, but there are some ideas I feel very strongly opposed to. So instead of complaining about it incessantly, I wrote a library, and then I started complaining. (laughs) Oh, there you go. At least i a more constructive form of complaining.
0: <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Evan and I have met up on several occasions, so uh, it's always fun to talk to him. I rant. <laughs> That's why it's fun to talk to him. <laughs> 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 Periodically, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Jorge, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, uh, I've been doing uh, Ruby development for like four years right now. Uh-huh. and i just started working at sing.com okay and that's and xing okay, well, we had xing correctly and then we had this need uh, to use uh, an acceptance testing tool and while we couldn't use cucumber there was some resistance to it and we were already using test unit a lot so we wrote just a little tiny dsl on top of it to make it easier especially for the qa people to work with us and that's it
2: i guess i missed out the chance to pimp myself slightly so i guess i should do that right probably a good (laughs) idea yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm also a freelancer. I've been in Ruby for about five years, and uh, these days I am trying to get more into mentoring and coaching um, and teaching teams how to do Ruby, how to do Rails, and how to have maintain an Agile process. Um, I used to just churn out widgets for people, but I found that I far more enjoy um, teaching people to fish rather than doing the fishing for them. So. You can find me, for more about me, at uh, tripledogdare.net. That's my business. And, okay, done with the, the pimping myself.
0: All right. It, it seems like there's a lot of wind on your mic, oh Kevin.
2: yep, yep. I'm sorry. It's, it's the overhead fan. Keeps the room cozy. Um, I will open a window here. Hopefully there isn't too much noise. <sighs> and that should, uh, should, that noise should go away now.
0: All right. So I, I kind of want to... Uh, start off with uh, a tactic that uh, Josh Susser likes to use on Ruby Rogues and just talk about what acceptance testing is for a minute. Sure. Um, and then we can go into uh, maybe some of the, the things that we like or don't like about some of the libraries that are out there. Um, so do one of you guys want to jump in and, and just talk about what, what your view of acceptance testing is? What, what is it and why is it important?
2: Okay. Um, I view acceptance testing as testing starting from the outside in. Well, actually, I guess that's really the process. It's user-facing tests, essentially, tests that simulate a user in the loop as though they were, uh, if we're talking about web apps, clicking buttons on or clicking around in a browser and um, firing off posts and gets and what have you from the browser. If we were talking about uh, some other kind of app, then it would be
1: whatever the user interface is. And someone's phone's ringing. I think it's so, somewhere here. Sorry, guys. i just mute it's, it. That's okay. No worries. No worries. And wh- why is it important? Well, um, at least
2: from a design perspective, it helps me drive my software design because until I've Written an acceptance test, I might have some, or I often have some preconceived notion about how a feature should work, but once I write the acceptance test out, that helps me um, distill really how it should work as opposed to, or how it should behave as opposed to um, whatever notion I had in my head, or at least if it does match, it was in my head, at least it's documented. Um, And now having some kind of failing test, it drives my whole TDD process from there down.
0: All right. Uh, What about you, Jorge? what do you think when you when you hear the term access, acceptance test?
1: Uh, well, for me, acceptance testing is uh, as a little bit as Evan said is, like when you start doing the test, but uh, focusing on the perspective of the user. So you try to test the things as the user would see it, and not going too much into the details of uh, like the code itself and like at the the lower level but more like especially with websites is more like the user interaction with the website right. and the whole process.
0: Alright. So um so then um we're talking to you guys about uh filet and kuda, which are actually from, from just first glance they look pretty similar. Um they're I both know. built on test unit. Um and they both kind of provide a DSL on top of test unit in order to do these kinds of tests. Um, what, what are the differences? Um, it seems like you guys are somewhat familiar with, with the other. Well, uh,
2: just from the pre, pre-talk pre conversation, Jorge had only just seen CUDA, and I, I inspected Filet. I think when you mentioned who was going to participate in the talk, I hadn't heard of Filet
1: before either. Um, well, it's been out for like a month Okay.
2: <laughs> well <laughs> well gee then, I'm obviously just not keeping up with what's current. Come on. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kind of ruby is to my I don't know about a library that came out a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Um I I have only taken a cursory look at it. I mean I'm looking at it at it on GitHub right now. Uh it, and to me it, it it looks um a little reminiscent a little reminiscent of steak except in, in a test unit like capacity. Um, in that you have you, you have the feature you have the feature description which is kind of like in cucumber kind of like in coda and then you have scenarios and then and you have scenarios nested within context except that it looks like he has a kind of nifty feature here where you can uh, you can mix in behavior you can add a, a mix to the context so I guess you can get slightly different behavior in a context than outside of a context um, it, well Go ahead. Sorry,
1: Jorge. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, well, actually, uh, it was an idea because I really like this aspect uh, feature or cucumber feature where you could define that certain scenarios can run with JavaScript. And you could change right. like the capybara driver. Yeah. So that's that's how it, it came out to be. Right. It's just so a, think- a way that you can have different uh, uh, different tests running with different uh, drivers for. That's the, the use case that that it came makes out sense.
2: For. That that makes sense. Yep. Uh, and in the way that works in in CUDA is, you would just the feature the, the it's not really a feature class. The the test inherits from some base class that you can pre specify by default. It's just a test unit test case, um, but I usually change it to an integration action controller integration test, and. Um, you can specify in the individual um, integration test or which in Cucumber would be a feature file. You can specify which class to inherit from for that test unit subclass that is a feature. So I know that sounds confusing. The point is that a feature can be an integration test or it can be some subclass of it. So if I wanted to use um, a different driver, then I could just use a different subclass.
1: Okay. That makes so, sense. yeah. For, for us. Our- I'll say, I, I try to do it in, because we're, we're not so, uh, subclassing from these different classes, but just like including modules that would change the behavior of it. Sure, that makes sense. Oh, man, just a little bit different. Well, yeah, the idea is, is just like that. You have your, um, your base class, which you inherit. So, uh, Filet will automatically detect if you're using Rails 3, would just be an, an action dispatch integration test, or with Rails 2, uh, just a normal integration test or we will try to fall back to, to just test unit test case if you don't have any. Yeah, you could also define the base class at some point. That would be the, the, like the base class for all your uh, features, yeah, not kind of a, on a per feature level. If you want to do it more like on different scenarios, then you, you would use more the, the context feature. Two, I think two significant differences that I
2: see at least, um, not looking at the code, just looking at the readme, which is a good readme for Filet, is that uh, CUDA includes uh, support for given when then and, because that's one feature of Cucumber that I felt pretty strongly about the the domain-driven design approach, um, because... I like separating each and every step and having English description for each one um, because it makes it easier for me to specify in detail how the feature should behave before I actually start to write sample code to describe the actual behavior in code.